Nerds, welcome to the Superhero Hour Hour. This is the only show on the internet where we talk about every live-action television show that's based on a comic book or a comic book property. I am your host for the evening. I'm back, baby! My yeah. name's Taylor. With me as always is Mike. Hey, welcome back. Thank you. That was so nice of you. Greg's also here. Taylor, I was trying to pick up the slack in your absence, and let me tell you, hosting this show is very easy. <laughs> Yeah, okay, well, that, I was going to give you a compliment on your hosting job, but <laughs> no, that, that stings a little bit. Also, it means Ryan. I'm so glad uh, people at home don't know that all of the electronics here at the studio are attached to one clapper, and so for dramatic effect, <laughs> might just turn them on, and then off, and then back on again. So now we can continue to record. Our robot butler, like, rolled in, stopped, rolled in, stopped, We have to stop plugging that guy in. Who wants a beer? <laughs> Always want a beer. Robo yeah, I, Butler. robot Butler. Yeah. Shut up. Just get his beers. <laughs> More yeah. beers, less robot Butlers, dude. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Yeah. So, uh, you guys watch the the Golden Globes? Oh man, I did not, and but I was on Twitter because I try to stay on Twitter basically just all the time. Yeah, so it's I'm, the best place to be. So I'm never not angry, and I was so surprised by how many people were like. Well, obviously watching the Golden Globes and popping off about it. Yeah, there was nothing Son, else going on that you're owning yourself. Why would you watch the Golden Globes? Yeah, it was a bad decision, and I regret <laughs> doing it. Every year, we have to remind ourselves, like, we forget over the course of a year that the Oscars are very boring, and the Golden Globes are batshit fucking insane and make no sense whatsoever. But it seems like it's a surprise to everyone every year. Do every award show, just watch the highlights the next morning. I want to be at- mad for a second. I want to be delighted by Sam Bergano for a second. I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody won Best Supporting Actress in a Miniseries. Like, <laughs> stop being surprised by what they do. Do you feel like because they have to try to one-up the Oscars, they try to pick a worse movie than has ever won an Oscar? I, this year really felt like that. They were, they were like, why don't we elect Green Book for, like, comedy and musical? <laughs> like, elect Green Book. Well, there's <laughs> music Or president of the Golden Globes. Yeah. And, and, like, I found out that was the Golden Globes was the moment I found out that Mahershala Ali is a supporting actor in that movie, which entirely surprised me. Uh-huh. It's, it's not, not Aragorn Mr. Green Book? Yeah. I, I felt like he was the main character because it is his story. No. Well, he's the one not. who learns a lesson about race, right? <laughs> yeah. The white guy teaches him, like, you gotta accept white people. Not all white people. Not That's all That's where that people. came from. Finally, a movie for white people. Oh, Something we waiting. can go see. Yeah, because, I mean, listen, I've the only movies I've ever seen have been Get Out and Black Panther. <laughs> so, finally, a movie that I can see myself in. That's- I, I went to go see If Beale Street Could Talk. And because it is a movie that has black characters and it's about black life, I guess they had no choice. But they're like, well, yeah, we're going we're gonna to play the Us trailer right before this movie. But that's totally very different. <laughs> and there was two older people sitting behind me. And after that was over, they were just like, what the hell was that? <laughs> and I was like, I'm glad you asked. Come outside and I'm going to talk to you about Look, this for 35 minutes. the scissors obviously stand for <laughs> Greg, I have been meaning to ask you. I no, don't do it. I, have, don't I do haven't it. seen you since, oh since, since we started. Have you developed your us theory anymore? <laughs> I have decided not to talk about the movie anymore, but to still think about it all the time. Okay, I, I appreciate that. So when I go see it opening night, 
Can yeah. I text you immediately and we'll talk about whatever you read on Wikipedia? Yeah, definitely. We'll, yeah, we'll compare my Wikipedia, probably at this point, entry. I'm thinking I'm just going to go in there and I, just say that's what well, happened. You can write one, right? Yeah, So just dude. have the Us movie, the actual one, and then have Us in parentheses, Greg, and then have that next <laughs> well, to no, it. Well, no, I think you can go on just the Us Wikipedia page and just start a section called Theories. Some people think, yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think that is, a, according to Wikipedia law, I think that's, you're fine. Or at the bottom, just do what we all know is going to happen, because I believe on the OC Wikipedia page, uh-huh. it mentions the OCD. Well, that's because we're so popular. Yeah. Um, so yeah, at the bottom, just go uh, like create a podcast section because we all know you're gonna make one soon. <laughs> that's uh, true. Just talk about your impending us podcast it called This Is Us, and every week he just talks about it over and over again. And all the sab sacks are sad that it's not about their sad sack show. <laughs> what if it turns out the evil family they're each just a crock pot. <laughs> it's just a different crock pot. And they look at the camera. This is us. <laughs> hey, thanks for watching our movie, everybody. They're just giving us great recipes this whole movie. <laughs> Buy popcorn on your way out. Tonight we are talking about the Sabrina season finale. But we are doing a short show this week because we are doing... We got a lot of stuff to do. We're doing... Uh, Why don't you get off our asses? How about that? Yeah, we got a lot of stuff. Tonight we are also recording the 16 top albums of the year. So we're giving you a little short show. So we're going right into Sabrina and then the rest of the shows. Ryan, what would you say your favorite Bloodhound Gang song is? My favorite Bloodhound Gang? Yeah. My God. Well, I mean, you, you could have just asked me what is my favorite song. Right. Cause it's, or what are my top ten favorite songs of all time? They're all Bloodhound Gang. Okay, what are your top three favorite songs? Of all time? Yes. Oh, man. Um, well, I would say the fifth track of the third Bloodhound Gang album. Is that Toronto 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 Boom D? The second track of the fifth Bloodhound Gang album. Okay. And the first track of the yet-to-be-released seventh Bloodhound Gang Bloodhound Gang album that only I have heard because I'm a super fan. You already know that's your number one song of all time. Well, yeah, I mean, I heard it and it was wonderful. It's also sort of fanficy. Like, one of the reasons that I'm the only one who's heard it is I'm the one who wrote it. So, okay. Yeah. So, this new album is when The Simpsons, the kids who grew up on The Simpsons are now writing for The Simpsons. Right. So, people are like, okay, it is immature and short rhymes. But the but, big difference, though, is that The Simpsons did, like, say, hire those writers. That's I am, true. I have yet to be hired by the Bloodhound Gang. But they're the kind of guys who I think are lazy, and an uh, album just shows up, and it says, I could be the Bloodhound Gang. They go, okay. Mm-hmm. As long as you still say Jimmy Pop every once in a while, remind people that Bloodhound's the name and the gang's to blame. You know so much about the Bloodhound Gang. I've never heard them in my life. Also, when you go to talk to them and say you've written their, or ask if you may write their album, mm-hmm. and when they say yes, you just hand them a fully produced album. That's uh, baller. As adults, it's important that we bring things to when we go over to other people's houses. What else is this messenger bag for? What do you bring to visit the Bloodhound? Probably muffins? like Schlitz. Schlitz. It's a six pack of Schlitz. Schlitz flavored muffins. Schlitz flavored muffins. Babe, we're only saying things that are hard to say. <laughs> or we're just stupid and can't say anything. That sounded like a Bloodhound rap. We're only saying things that are hard to say. If you, listeners, disagree with Ryan's favorite Bloodhound songs... Or that you've always liked them. They will always be the best band, no matter who writes the lyrics. I think you should let us know. So you just put me purposefully put me in a corner to say something extremely controversial, uh-huh. which I did, just so they'll write in and yell at me. How should they write in? Uh, like our address? Yeah. Pen, Quill, send it? Yes, Pen, Quill, and send it. Messenger Pigeons. I would actually do it um, by email. Okay. And I would uh, contact at yourpopfilter.com is how I would get it to us. That's a good old school way to do it. Mm. If you're a little hipper, a little fresher, find us on Twitter at yourpopfilter. Mm-hmm. 
if you want to go even older school, a little page out of Thomas Edison's pen quill book. Graham Bell's book, yes. 1562 Dr. DJ Pop. That is the robot built by Graham Bell and Edison. And I do believe, yeah, there was a crazy team up. The two of them together were insane. Um, I do believe that the phone number only works if you have one of those uh, push like Rotary. Rotary, yeah, thank Join you. Join a Rotary Club. <laughs> Call us, 1562-DRDJ-POP. This would be a Rotary gang. Yes, they're one and the same. The Mother of Demons summoned the Greendale 13, the ghosts of the original witches of Greendale, who were left to die by the rest of the coven to wreak havoc. They quickly summoned the Red Angel of Death to destroy everyone in town, witches and mortals alike. This is all a gambit to get Sabrina to sign her name in the Devil's Book, because the Mother of Demons thinks the Prince of Lies will keep his word that she'll co-run hell with him if she gets Sabrina on his team. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Does the chilling adventure stick the landing in blending horror and camp while escalating the tension and turmoil in Sabrina's life? Or do weak side characters and an overburdened mythology weigh it down for being anything more than forgettable popcorn fare? It's so hard to tell which the writer of the question was leaning towards with that one. There's just so much summoning. I'm going to summon you, so yeah. you summon, okay, you that, call your friend, they'll call my friend. That's the lamest move in the history of any of these shows that we've watched. You summon something, and then the something comes and summons something, so that you're like, oh, watch out, here they are. Oh, hang on, he's coming. It's like eat. wishing for more wishes, or yeah. like wishing for more witches. It's oh. talking about summonception. <laughs> We don't even get half an episode to be scared of the 13 before they're like, we're really the B villain of this episode. I feel like if enough characters tell you that something is scary, then you have no choice but to believe it's scary. You have right? no idea how scary this is. It's so scary. You guys are scared right now. You're going to be so scared. But I will say this. Uh, it was a lot like even a bad Star Wars movie, which is uh, Solo. Amount, like sort of a, a lot of bullshit to put up with for the first act and the second act but i thought the third act where they're cutting back and forth to a bunch of shit i uh-huh. thought that was very very good oh yeah and that's not something it. that i expect really any show to ever stick at least the shows that we talk about the minute so so the red death is coming through and the witches they all decide the red death knows he has to go up against sabrina or her ants because they matter they're the real characters and the witches like oh we'll take the side characters who don't matter thank <laughs> you very much they're above the titles so the witches are hiding in witch town and are trying to do spells to protect themselves. And the humans are hiding in the human school basement. And the good witches are like doing their spells to magic them. And you know shit's going to go down when the good witches, the spellmen, start just disappearing. Because a bad witch decides, no, I love you. You should be with me right now. And they're like, as long as the four of us stick together, yeah. <laughs> Zelda goes away. And they go, okay, as long as the three of us stick together, Ambrose goes away. And Hilda and Sabrina look at each other. And Sabrina's like, I'm out. That, Deal with this. That, I got bit, to leave. that bit honestly really worked for me. I thought that was great. Mm. I was delighted by it. I I mean, I understand how it is contrived, but sometimes the contrivances do work, especially when Ambrose left. He was, I mean, he was like screaming, I'm never going to leave and there's no reason that I, and then just gone. (laughs) And then like the boyfriend, he goes to wherever the boyfriend is and the boyfriend screams like, I love you. And by the way, you can't leave. There's, yeah. I, I already locked you in here. It's like, what the fuck, this dude? This is horseshit. Not stalkery not, relationship shit. Not a good start to a date, guys. <laughs> also, even though the show set the terms, like I had never known you would need all four people uh-huh. to hold the spell. So even though they just told me that two minutes ago, the second there's just one of them, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, you need to have four. Now you only have one. You're so screwed. What isn't true love, I think, is Ambrose's boyfriend, because that's fucked up to do. Oh, but yeah. what is true love is the guy who looks a little like uh, Taika Waititi and dresses like him from... Yeah. Oh, yeah, 
yeah, thank you. What we I do in the shadows. Yeah, well, and so he comes in, and uh, is it Doctor Frankenstein's tea shop? Yeah, Hilda. Yeah. Uh, she's like, I guess maybe if you stand with me and we love each other enough, and it totally works, guys. But he might be some sort of weird guy. Every time I get attached, he's a werewolf. Everyone yeah, in that he did town the werewolf well, eyes. Well, some see, sort of weird. He did guy. the werewolf eyes, but he dresses like a vampire. Do you think that's a misdirect? He actually did the Molly from Runaway's eyes. Maybe actually, he's just a really yeah, strong teenager. He's a strong teen. <laughs> this, this show is brought to you by strong teens. There's not enough strong teens in this show. So, so this like was <laughs> a ten episode season. Yeah, and through all of it, this character, Mrs. Wardwell or Miss Wardwell, is like having this plan which all comes to a head in this episode for the people who have seen all of it was that satisfying because for me i was like damn this is a big long plan and she got it to work like where she and sabrina are standing there by the book and sabrina in the first episode is like i'm never gonna sign this fucking book and wardwell has been trying to get her into a position where she'll agree to and in that moment when she did it i thought that was like really well realized i thought the like the real of who the reveal of who she actually is was cool I, I sort of Madam guessed Satan. it because yeah. there's not that many evil girls in the Bible, you know. Uh, so like, I uh, sort of started to guess it. Most of them, if you read it, <laughs> you pig. But uh, like how they did the all ten episodes of wait, is she on the side of the good, on the bad? Mm-hmm. Like it was very clear. Like it was not cloudy. Like she was obviously up to something. Oh yeah, something yeah. great. And I think it's a lesson for all kids that at any point, if somebody like one of your teachers or one of your principals has like a makeover. And it's just sexier than last, like last year. They're evil they're now. Evil like, they're now. possessed yeah. by a demon. Or they've just gone through a divorce. <laughs> One of those two things. I think the reason I it worked for me is because they didn't try to play it as if she had like this perfect plan that all lined up all along the way. Like this, her summoning these people was like her. She's like, ah, shit. Some other stuff I was Hail planning Mary. on. Hail yeah, Holy Mary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the other shit she was planning didn't work out. Like her friends were too good to her. Right. So, <laughs> and and it's because her and Blackthorn, they're on the same team, Team Satan, but they're also against each other. So it's they want the same outcome, but they want to be the one who gets the accolades. So they're right. they've been fucking each other's plans up the whole year. Do so, you guys feel like Satan comes off as not cool and kind of just like a big piss baby? Yeah, he's a big old piss baby. Man, I, like Satanism is, and I think we've complained about this before, but Satanism is supposed to be cool because it's not like Catholicism or other organized religions. But this version of Satan totally sucks ass, man. Yeah. What, what, is, what is frustrating about Madam Satan's like big reveal is the whole time, so she's obviously evil. We met her by her killing several people uh-huh. needlessly. And then a crow. And then a crow. And the crow was her best friend. But the whole time she's like, hey, Sabrina, <laughs> fuck the man. And by that I mean fuck men. Girls unite. Female power. And then she's like, I hope my husband lets me hang out with him now because I got the girl to be on our team. That felt like it undersold her character. It did, but I feel like that's intentional because I feel like she is supposed to be the imperfect what we end up loving Sabrina for. Like, I, I feel like Sabrina is going to be the character who it says, like, fuck men and, like, really means it and sticks by it. I think Madam Satan is, the like, the character who sort of says it but really is, like, groveling for attention and power. And then she that's why she fails. Okay, so showing off, like, the two types of feminism, like the healthy kind and the... Actually, you're just moving backwards, kind. Yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that's that's how I feel it's going to be. If it's not that, then I'm I am going to be disappointed. Um, I did I did feel like I'm more excited for season two than I was for the activity of watching season one because now I feel like all of the pieces are in place. 
Yeah, and now it's like the show can begin. Yeah. And I'm not correcting you here. I'm calling out their bullshit. It is technically season one when they come back. Is it? Yeah. They, uh, even though there's like a big gap, they're just calling. They're doing the Walking Dead thing. So oh, the, I, the, the mid, the back half of the season. Mm. But what is cool is now that Sabrina is no longer like I shouldn't do it. I shouldn't do it. I guess I'll do it. She winked at us. So now she's she going to right the fuck out. Be us. evil right away. It'll be entertaining. And now Susie and Roz and Harvey have also their own goals, which is bring her back to us. Mm, and so now right. they have stuff other than save me. Mm. So that could be interesting. I I am a and little spark rules. Yeah, I do. I feel like spark? episode ten of this season is almost to the point where like episode one of Riverdale was in like we've got it all set up. She's a sassy leader of a of a pack of witches, and like she's got friends, but they're on the other side, and we can't really be cool, but maybe we are. And she definitely looks comfortable walking in slow motion, and she oh, can yeah. definitely wink. She she at the very oh. end, the last shot, she winks at. The camera, like uh, a broken doll that you would find, like the back of a Goodwill store, like it's horrifying. She like, winks. I was made. She winks like she doesn't know how, and so they had to like blow air at her eye right as she walked or, into the camera. It's just CGI. Yeah. <laughs> uh, going back to Nick Spark. That is his name, right? I think Scratch. that's right. Nick, Nick Scratch. 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 I like Nick Scratch and Harvey together, and I was very yeah. impressed by Harvey when he meets up with Sabrina at the end, and he's like, instead of doing some big ball male bullshit. He's like, I really appreciate you sending that witch yeah. to save my ass. Yeah. <laughs> he clearly wants to fuck you, but I don't care. We're alive right now. There yeah. was there was a lot more Harvey nuance than I expected this whole episode because when she shows up, she's like, how are you? And he's like, look, I don't hate you, but when I look at you, all I see is my dead brother. You made me kill. Yeah. So I love you, but please don't talk to me. And I thought he'd just be like anti-witch racist the whole time. And I think that is... The anti-witches are over there doing other doing things. Doing their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. The, the fact that she did that, and that is the main emotional crux of it, I think gives me hope. Because when she, at the end, is like, I'm going to summon Hellfire and burn all you witches. And they're like, no one's ever done that. I think if they played it like most other shows like this had done it, I'd be like, that's stupid. Why is she the only one who can Mm -hmm. do this? But the fact that this whole series has been her trying really hard things that people told her she can't do, and fucking, like four out of five of those things up in like a horrific way that ruins her life and her like emotional relationships. I was like, okay, I'll give you this one thing that you can do really well. You did one and it didn't blow up in your face. I like yeah. how they're like, okay, you're going to call it hellfire now. And after she does it, she's like, do you think that was bad? Do you think that was bad to like summon the forces of hell to destroy things on earth? Uh, maybe Sabrina. I don't know. Who knows? But you've you done can, it now. Yeah. You, listen, the horses are out of that barn. <laughs> <laughs> We're just no no sense roping them in. Towards the after the whole Act Three cutting around action part, um, I can't remember if this is before or after we see Lilith's true face, which is not this, fair. Yeah, this weird green <laughs> Thanks, tiny <everyone>. thing. <laughs> Greg's here. Um, the ants are talking to each other and it's a little off tone. It feels a little bit off tone because it's almost too jokey and funny, but I really do think sends home something that we all sort of knew the whole time, which is they are the best part of the show. Like it's about how Hilda is moving out of the bedroom Uh and (laughs) Zelda is going to raise this baby now and just their back and forth is the reason to watch. And yeah. we did it out of order. So remember, the first thing that happens with that baby is it gets put in an oven. Oh, what? Yeah, 100%. Yes. 
I did not know that. But like, the bun stays out of the yummy. Mean, <laughs> they've they've arced just as much or more than Sabrina because Hilda is no longer codependent and Zelda is no longer an ice queen. They're they both act. learning things. Hilda moved out because she wants to get railed by Doctor Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. like, that's why she moved out of that room. Right when Zelda's like, oh no, family's important. I love relationships. Yeah. I hope nobody ever leaves me now that I've been a cold bitch this whole time. Well, Sabrina comes back in April for either the end of season one or season two, whichever one it <laughs> more is. More episodes. Scientists don't know. <laughs> there are more episodes. Uh, but if you want to go back and listen to the uh, Christmas episode, if you missed that and you were watching them week by week with us, go do that. It's like three weeks ago. Listen to how confused we are. <laughs> yeah. That's it for Sabrina. Now we're going to move on to a thing called The Pull List, where we talk about every other show that we watched this week. It is written in the good book that you can only get by with a little help from your friends. Okay. So the Beatles wrote the Bible. They are bigger than Jesus. That is true. In King Paul's version uh-huh. of the Bible, they're bigger than Jesus. Also, isn't that commandment better than the ten? That the Beatles are bigger than Jesus? No, the people, Beatles have one commandment. Get by with a little help with your friends. That's it. Remember that. Imagine, if you could, that you had friends. The problem was, good one, ha ha ha. The problem is that uh, a little help, I'm not sure. That's a little subjective. I always am wrong about the fact that I'm asking for a little help. Well, I think it's polite in polite society to say I could use a little help, and then the friend decides how much a little help is. The problem is that they won't decide. They'll only decide way too little help. Well, that's when you have to ask for a little help from a lot of friends. Oh, or like chain letter it, say, ask that friend for a little help, and then he needs to ask 10 other friends yeah. for a little help. Or they'll die that night? Is that for, what happened when you didn't do chain letters? From the book of Ponzi. Yes. Chapter 3, verse 2. Ask 10 friends or the girl from the ring will climb through this chain letter. It's just just fan fiction, world smashing, everything together. I'm a prince from Egypt. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about that movie enough. The Prince of Egypt? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. The water's great. I think it's now on Netflix or Hulu, so that counts as streaming. We have a show where we cover streaming superhero shows. Why aren't we talking about the Wasn't Prince of Egypt? Wasn't Moses the original? The original hero, yeah. Let's do Patreon. Let's do a Patreon Prince of Egypt. Okay. And Ryan, all of this is comes together on Patreon.com right now because we need a little help from our friends. <laughs> I understand you. Uh, I understand that you're trying to talk and write my cue cards all at the same time. And <laughs> it's that's so hard. hard. And I'm gonna disregard both of them. And I'm trying to change the lines so you bust up laughing like some sort of Stefan. Maybe it's too much help from my friends is what you're doing right now. What with feeding me all my lines. So don't do that for us. Just give us a little help at Patreon.com/slash/yourpopfilter. I think five dollars will get you to hear the Prince of Egypt show. Yes. Uh, Twenty dollars can get you to stop the Prince of Egypt show if yes. you don't want that to exist. And then a thousand dollars a month. Uh, we you will, will be our Prince of Egypt. <laughs> Wait, they will be ours? Yes. Okay, good. So that's a lot of responsibility for them to pay for at $1,000 a month. Yeah. That's what every good leader wants is too much responsibility. Okay. What's another way they could give us a little help? They could help us by going to yourpotfilter.com slash Amazon. If you make that link, your the link that's on that page, your new Amazon bookmark, uh, nothing changes for you, but a lot changes for us. Like we can buy more, many more copies of the Blu-ray of Prince of Egypt. And I understand it's streaming, but streaming is fleeting. Physical copies last forever. Yes. Keep it tactile, baby. Yeah, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw on the streaming version of Prince of Egypt, but then not enjoy all the special features afterwards. What? Yeah. Where's no, that yeah, commentary? That's, that's the thing that I'm going to do. Waiting for those satanic EMPs to hit so you can never watch it again? I don't think I don't so. Think so. Not my Prince of Egypt. My King of New England. 
Now we're here in the poll list, the part of the show where we talk about every other show that came out this week. Starting it off is Gotham. This week on Gotham, Jim gets a bee in his bonnet about there being <laughs> slave children. So he gets a team together to go fight a group of smoke-inhaling non-trompreneurs. I don't think I spelled that right. Uh, also a gang based on Dia de los Muertos dolls and then also an old lady with a knife. Meanwhile, Poison <laughs> Ivy is the witch and gives Selena Kyle a potion that gives her the eyes of a snake, a goat, I couldn't tell. Taste Buds, I ask you this. How much did you think when Selena Kyle was having a seizure after taking Poison Ivy's Poison IV that she was going to age up? That's what Poison Ivy does to everybody. It's like, oh. look, age appropriate for the gross things that you That would have been saying. a really good idea we for We just the show. talked about it last week, and yeah. this is the perfect opportunity. She turns into Jada Pinkett Smith, who should be on the final <laughs> season. But uh, I love how it's like, this is obviously a bad idea. Uh, Poison Ivy just was like, Bruce, let me trick you real, real quick. And he's like, <laughs> okay, sure. And then she's like, okay, let me do something else. But this time, I'm not tricking you. I'm trying to help you. And he's like, okay, great. Go force this down your girlfriend's throat. <laughs> cool. Will it kill her? And she shrugged. Yeah. <laughs> Selena Kyle delivers one of her uh, classic lines of, well, I was going to kill myself last week, and so if this kills me, then that wouldn't matter that much. I can't wait to see this new performance of hers because she quit, like, obviously, like, five episodes ago. <laughs> and so is she going to try again? Is she Because now she gets to be Catwoman. That's exciting, right? It, as an actress, wouldn't that be fun? to do Catwoman. Halle Berry loved it. <laughs> Made a whole career. But yeah, like it. do what do what uh Cameron Monaghan does. Be every version of the Joker. Yeah. Just be every version of the, whatever version of Catwoman. Do you want to be Eartha Kit this week? Do it. Do you want to be Pfeiffer? Do it. Just do it all. But she's got to be like, I'm a cat. It's cool. Mackay Pfeiffer was Catwoman? Yeah. <laughs> Not in the movies. This is no movie. That is out. Are we those people that breathe in smoke? Are, are we getting Bane vibes from that? Yeah, that's they're setting that up, I think. Okay, so because I was thinking that the kid that is so good and nice and escapes from them, he's in the right age group to be baby Bane, I think. And it would be like, whoa, I can't believe it. Bane B. Uh, very quick, rapid fire moments of the week. Mike? Uh, so Poison Ivy's like, I'm going to kill you. And Bruce is like, yeah, but your park sucks. You say you're taking care of your park, but it looks like dog shit and smells like death. And she goes, oh, I guess I'll help you now. Like for him, oh. to, like that's cartoon Batman style. Please villain help me. And I here for it. Greg? There is a hotel that an old woman has just turned into like her kill palace. Uh, if you've ever read The Devil in the White City, Hell. Devil and the White City about uh, Dr. H.H. H. Holmes, he did that. He built a like basically big complex that was just a kill palace. And uh, it's a pretty good book. Check it out. Uh, Ryan? Mine is uh, Donald Log. Uh, what's his character's name? Harvey Bullock. Has yeah. always been a disappointment. Like, almost always yes. been great, but yes. never. But in this episode, he gets a line that was so phenomenal. I just kept watching over and over again. They get that old lady in a chair. Like, she's beat. And Jim's, like, trying to be a cop. And Harvey just is behind him going, you crazy bitch. You kill people? <laughs> and you have a knife? And you're ugly? And you're not nice to anyone? Oh, uh, well, Gotham is on Thursday nights on Fox. Your next show this week is The Gifted. This week on The Gifted, it's time for another heist. No, okay, this time I am kidding. Uh, Heist us. <laughs> Lauren gets super into a cool music box and the twisted past of her evil ancestors, Fenris. Lorna is unsure if she should continue to hang out with mass murderers and so looks up her old pals to start spying on the inner circle. Chase kidnaps some mutant kids and one of them ends up getting shot and killed. And as the episode ends, we learn that the head of the inner circle, Riva, and the mutant-hating Hawk News commentator and de facto purifier leader, Benedict Ryan, are working together. <gasps> so, gentlemen, I ask you this. The head of the human-hating mutants and the mutant-hating humans working together, does that sound like an interesting plot point to you? In a good show, for sure. 
If, yeah, maybe if this was on HBO. It could be interesting, but instead, you know what it's going to do? It's going to take everyone that's bad on this show and put them on one side and everyone that's good and put them on the other side. And it's actually, it sounds like it's going to be complicated. Instead, it's just going to be really simple. And when they're done doing this, they're going to be out of moves for this show to make besides just quietly going <laughs> towards being canceled. Yeah, that makes it perfect for the cancellation. Lorna is basically back with the good people. Andy just wasn't in this episode for some reason. Cool. But he's That's eventually going to come back as well, and it's just going to be like, he we don't to. know what to do. Don't cancel us, please. Do you think Benedict Ryan is going to betray all the Ryans? <laughs> do you think it's weird that there's a character on the show that has the nickname you guys gave me? Uh-huh. <laughs> and he works for Hawk News. You guys, you can't write mean? this stuff. Or rather, they can't write this stuff. <laughs> oh! Bam! bam take that! Boom! Hey! Big bong! <laughs> Big bong! <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a moment of the week? Uh, my moment the week was uh, Lauren is like having um, nightmares about her past. And while she does it, she throws out blades of psychic energy. <laughs> and so while she's having a nightmare, she's just like throwing these very dangerous blades everywhere. For a dumb show, that's kind of a cool thing. <laughs> that sounds cool. Uh, Gifted is on Monday nights on Fox. Your next show this week is Netflix's Daredevil. On the penultimate episode of Daredevil ever. Ever. The kingpin gets his most prized possession back, that wife of his, <laughs> but the reunion isn't as romantic as he had hoped, as Vanessa seems to have less time for Wilson and pays more attention to wanting his job. Meanwhile, Matt, Foggy, and Karen get Nadim to the witness stand, only to find out that Fisk found out that the jury, much like the rest of the city, is open for business. <laughs> Taste buds, I ask you this. Is Vanessa a more interesting undoer of Wilson than Daredevil and Nadim, or Daredevil and Nadim put together? Hell yeah. The, one of the coolest twists this show has done, or the Marvel Netflix universe has done, is all he wants is he's like, I'll made your favorite, favorite, favorite famous <laughs> omelet. And he's just like, do you want this? Do you like the art? And she's wandering around. You're like, oh, man, she realized over two years she's not in love with this guy, and he's disgusting. No, she wants to be queen pin. Mm-hmm. That got me. I thought she was going to be like, so I'm going to leave. Thanks for protecting me in Spain. Bye-bye. <laughs> but it's, the best part about it is that uh, she wants that job. She, yeah. d- she doesn't, don't protect me. It's not because I think that I should be an equal part, but like I want it. But also, I don't know if I have a lot of time for you as a human or a kingpin. His face at the end made him go, oh, fuck. <laughs> did, did I do the wrong thing here? He had no choice but to put a suit jacket on a different random person and just punch <laughs> oh. him in the face. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like Vanessa a lot. I guess I'm sad we don't get to see her fuck with him next season, which yeah. would have happened. But yeah, I can see how like either he's going to go... He's gonna. He would if we had another season. Just fade away from mm-hmm. heartbrokenness, which I guess isn't that satisfying, but interesting. Um, or just double down on the crazy, and that would be his undoing. You don't think he'd be like a sniveling cuck? Just be like, whatever you want, Vanessa. <laughs> cuck pin. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess I would like that. Uh, and then I think that we get our probably second best action sequence of the season. Nothing's mm-hmm. ever going to be that hospital hallway, right. but um, Daredevil trying to get Nadim to the stand uh-huh. and everyone knowing that's what they're doing. Because at this point, everyone, everyone works for Kingpin. Yeah. Like, there's seven mailmen <laughs> that just pull out guns and Once fire Once you them. have the whole FBI, yeah. it's pretty much over. You just knock just everything down from there. Every New York driver is Kingpins <laughs> and going after them. And Daredevil's like, I don't kill people. Nadim, shoot through that yeah. part of the van to kill that guy. Kill that guy. I didn't kill anybody. <laughs> Do you guys have moments of the week? My moment is from that scene, actually, because there's a lot of stuff that happens, but there's it all happens in the middle of the street with a bunch of stopped cars, like everybody bailed from their mm-hmm. cars, um, and so much more damage is done to windshields uh-huh. instead of humans. Like, Matt and Nadim destroy 70, 80 windshields. <laughs> Matt Murdock fucking hates windshields. The real villain of it all. 
Uh, mine is so Nadim is there when they're all together. They made it, and he has fucked over a lot of the good people. And him and Karen are sitting next to each other, and he's like, "Hey, so we're all taking down the kingpin." She's like, "Well, I guess you saved my life." So even though you fucked me, we're on the same side. And his look, look of revulsion, and her just like, "I'm pro Karen." I used to hate Karen so much. Yeah, this season turned around on. This her. season was definitely good. What about when uh, Nadim finally decides to do the right thing, and Foggy pulls Matt aside, and he's like, "Nadim, more like Redeem." Jesus and Matt Christ. goes, we're never going to be partners together That's again. That's it. Wait, did Matt say that, or are you saying that to me right now? Mm. <laughs> Daredevil's life imitating each other. Daredevil's on Netflix, and I wish I wasn't on this show. Uh, you can usually watch it. you're not. Oh, oh okay. Damn. Well, that was a low blow. Uh, Greg, Greg's usually my my golden little boy. <laughs> I think he's upset. At you. I think he's he is. I'm right like now. when you Abandoned. leave, like when you leave your dog and go on vacation or something. Yeah. The dog shits on your bed a lot. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. You broke my heart. Greg is destroying me. All right. Well, uh, your final show this week is Runaways. This week on Runaways, the team, minus Alex, continues their training to get better at fighting as a team, which translates to them all yelling at each other and accidentally hurting each other with their shitty power control. Meanwhile, Alex gets betrayed by his uncle Darius, who delivers him to his father before Alex is rescued by the team in a beat-to-shit Rolls Royce, and Darius gets murdered in a hotel by Alex's mom to unframe the kids for murder. (laughs) (laughs) Taste buds, I ask you this. Did the collection of teens using their powers for the first time spark joy in you, or would you thank it and throw it in the trash? I, I really <laughs> like this Top last scene. It was, it was cool to see them almost all sort of use their powers. Yeah. But it was in a very runaway way, most uh, displayed by Molly, yeah. who just picked up Alex and wouldn't let him walk. <laughs> I'm <laughs> fine. She's like, nope. <laughs> I'm I'm going to early deliver. I'm gonna pull a Greg and early deliver my moment of the week. Was Molly picking up Alex and him just going, Molly? I can walk. It's probably fine. She's like, No, we have to go. There's no time. <laughs> well, she did not run faster than anybody. <laughs> it slowed her down. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that unfortunately though, the biggest problem is that now it feels like a different reset. Like we're always mm-hmm. just in need of resets. I'm excited for now the fourth episode, but all it's gonna do is just put in a position where I want another reset now, please. You know. I'm going to be honest, I, I feel like I am more on board with this show generally than you guys have been. I, I enjoyed the first two episodes a lot more. This was the episode where I was like, oh, maybe I don't like the show. Yeah. I, I liked this episode. Yeah, I, I liked this episode it too. a lot But too. the training montage was fun and Gert freaking out on them. And then Chase and Molly interacting because of that. She's like, come with me. And she's 14, so she's like, why? And he's like, I, <laughs> I need advice. She gives him great advice. And is so and excited then, to do it. And she's so excited to do it. And then he ignores it right away. And she's like, what the <laughs> See, I think those moments work really well for me. It's the I think the moments with the powers I don't like. I don't I don't give a shit for. I th- knowing what Nico's powers are, uh-huh. knowing what Nico's wand's limitations are, uh, which makes it an awesome wand, but it's a limitation for her. Watching her figure that out, I thought was pretty. Yeah, organic, I thought that was good, and know? also clearly it has some sort of weird corrupting influence on her, and that yeah. playing out I think has been interesting because that's it's like really angered up her blood. And that's why she like almost goes to attack him, and then she's just gonna hit him with it because she's like, "I don't know how to use this right now. So I'll just hit you." Plus, every training montage needs that. Like, we're all set on stun, right? We're all gonna be careful, and then Chase just blows her away, <laughs> just fires her through a room. I like that Chase's powers are like every time he uses them to train, he does something wrong. Like he lights the house on fire. He like beats the shit out of his or friend. Like, he's like, "I don't know why this glove isn't working," and then scratches his head with the glove right to well, his temple. He has two. Gert often doesn't have powers, or Alex has no powers. Give one of your powerless friends a glove, and yeah. you both have half power. But now they're equals, though. Oh, he doesn't want that. No. I'm never going to give you $2 well, if you have zero. 
we learned Alex's power is to know things people don't feel like knowing, which is Wikipedia. That's, <laughs> that's a bullshit power, that's man. That's how Greg watched Hereditary. <laughs> and then uh, after the fight, which I do think was classic Runaways, like it was funny and but still like intense. Uh, and then I love the soap opera turn of Alex's mom being in the hotel room when mm. Darius gets there. But then we have a typical Runaways fuck up of us now needing to care about this random stranger that walks in the house. Topher. Like, as, yeah, Topher. As, I don't give a shit about Topher. I think we should give him like a grace period. Good, good, good. No. Good, good. <laughs> fuck you. While well, you were gone, I made Greg more like yeah, me. Fuck you. I've changed a lot since you left. I'm so furious. Guys, but let's y- give moments of the week. Sorry, real quick. What it clearly is is counting on streaming. You oh, know, yeah. just and since we're not, it just stands out. Like I don't give a shit about Topher, you know. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't care about Topher. Mike, moment of the week. Be- before my moment of the week. Oh, fine. I guess. I, I want to talk about not. Gotham real quick. I guess there's no goddamn rules anymore. Do I want to add for for like? Do we think they're gonna go? Is Topher a vampire in the show or no? Do you think they'll go that brave? In the comics, ah. Topher's a straight up vampire. Oh really? I don't even remember Topher. Yeah. He's a vampire. We think he's doing that now. I mean, there's no evidence one way or another. Uh, Mike, you might have missed just, the part where we all collectively said, we don't give a shit about Topher a moment ago. <laughs> well, and so far, all he's done is he walked into the house, so there's like no evidence. He's I a just, vampire. I don't know. Uh, Jeff and Darius, their interaction. Oh, wait, he was not invited yeah, into the house. He's, he's, not, not, a he's not a vampire. I don't <laughs> There's <laughs> squatters. Vampires don't respect squatters' rights. Uh, Jeff and Darius in the warehouse before... Or, like, Alex is in the car now, and them just interacting and trying to apologize to each other, but just trying to swing nuts... All of that, I was like, why have we not seen this forever? I love Darius as a character, and it elevated Jeff as a character as well. It was crazy. It was a good conversation, although Jeff's, like, playing around with, oh, man, now you didn't even know if I was tricking you a dog. That was dumb. But it was was good enough where you sort of just knew Darius was going to die now. Yeah. Greg, moment of the week. Uh, this show did something that a couple of our shows have done so far, and I really appreciate it, which is it's, it demos good consent rules, like establishing consent when you are going to make a move on somebody. So Alex says to the girl he likes, I would like to kiss you now. And she says, okay, kiss me. And then he kisses her, and then he says, like, they start kissing more passionately. And he says, is this okay? And she says, yes. And then they continue. I think more shows should just show that, like, that's how easy it can be to establish consent, and it doesn't yeah. have to be, like, this weird thing that we don't want to do you just say like can i she says yes you say can i she says yes then and you- it shows you will get made fun of but she won't stop kissing right yeah, yeah. especially considering that uh tv has helped out teaching us that we can just do whatever we want to girls and it'll work out so now show us this and now yeah. we'll do this uh mine was the same as yours okay. molly and alex yeah if I, if I can't pick that one it's uh the fact that uh, nico and alex are just friends now which is just maximum <laughs> maximum lesbian vibes and, and- <laughs> Su- uh, watching people play Super Nintendo too. That was yeah. fucking great. I loved it. Uh, that's <laughs> this it. Old, this old machine they found yeah. somewhere. She never heard of Street Fighter 2? Kids know that, right? <laughs> yeah. No? I don't know. Right? I, I'm, I know it, so maybe I'm not a kid anymore. I've grown up. You're a man. <laughs> that's it for the shows that we have this week. Next week, we're going to be talking about Daredevil Finale on Netflix, so tune in for that, as well as every other show that will come out this week, next week, which I believe is the return of a whole bunch of shows. No, that we're still a little far away from that. It's the premiere of Deadly Class. Oh, that and is Riverdale back. I think Riverdale's back next week, and then I think the next week is the flood, and it's oh, back good. to show apocalypse. <laughs> so for Mike, I'm Taylor for Taylor. I'm Greg for Greg. I'm Ryan for Ryan. We are the world, and I love you guys. I'm so glad to be back. You know, I miss myself, and I missed hearing myself speak into the mic, and so that you could hear it. And guys, podcasts are just good. Oh my god, and shows, and we love you. Goodbye.
listeners. Oh, I thought you were talking to me. Hey, hey, Ryan. What? Dude? Hey, buddy. How about you? Actually, yes. If you could talk more to the listeners, that would probably calm me down a little bit. So, should I not look at you? Yeah, don't look at me. Look at all the listeners. Hey, listeners. Now I want you to get fucking weirded out and offended that I'm talking to you. Oh, they all are. But the cool thing about them is that they can't feel how you have to touch everybody's shoulder and knee at the same time when you're talking to them. Hey, buddy. Stop doing that. You like our shit? Ryan, do you like our shit? I, I, I think so. And I'm probably the one who would like it the least, what with all my self-hating principles. Have you met people who don't have that? Uh, yeah. What, what Anytime f- I talk to somebody that is not involved in Pop Filter. They don't have it. What is really that? How can you create things and not hate yourself? What are you thinking about all the time if it's not that you suck? Just how everybody should know that you don't suck? Oh, yeah. And, and to read that- your new self-published ebook. Ugh. People who don't think that they suck will tell you a bunch how they don't. And they don't phrase it like that, but that's the subtext is, please don't think I suck. Oh, God. Oh, God. Wait. Do they think they suck? Yes. Oh, man. We, we all think that we're terrible. It's just some of us are more in touch with that than others. Okay. If you're worried you think you're terrible, you probably are. But we're not. We don't suck. And if you like our shit, like the show you're listening to, you find more shows like it over at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your streaming delights. Streaming Delights, yes, which is how, what we call uh, thrown dessert. Is that a future candy? Yes. What, what, do, what do we got? What do we got for them? Well, they already know that the Superhero Hour Hour is yep. wonderful. That doesn't mean that they can't go rate and review it. Please subscribe, rate, review. But then uh, every Monday we have Movie of the Year, which is where me and Mike... Yeah. That's it? Just, Just you and me I. Me and Mike... Uh, decide we're best friends, hold hands, <laughs> sing about movies. And we decide that every year the greatest movie of that year was Me and Mike are friends. <laughs> and then... We also have, you and I have a different show <laughs> where we talk about every episode of the OC. Each episode of the OC gets one or two of their own OCD episodes. Yes. We're not talking about every OC on every OCD. No, that's insane. That would be even more confusing than the sentences I'm saying. No, I'm, I'm tracking. I no, got it I know all. that you are, but that's a problem with a lot of our guys. And then you and you alone track. If you don't want any Mike nor Ryan, what is wrong with you? You could get Just Taylor the first of every month, the first Tuesday of every month. Where he will rarely talk about movies and never talk about the OC? No. And still call it a podcast. How is it a podcast if you're not doing the two things you're supposed to talk about? Mm, philosophical. That question. And if you want us in written form, I don't know, and all the things we do, go to yourpopfilter.com. Yes. Like our shit. <laughs>